If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Aloha, Zach Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello, friends. Hello, mm. Donald. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Joel. What is oh, yeah. that? These are olives with garlic in them. Ooh. Why would you bring those to our to our meeting? Because it goes so good with this. What is that? <laughs> this is a bourbon. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, what do you, What do you say? Is that champagne? Well, um, we're out of wine glasses, uh, and I wanted to have a little sancerre with you today. Um, so I poured it into a champagne flute. I don't want you to think I'm drinking champagne. I'm not, Donald. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a scotch glass, and I don't yeah. want you to think I'm drinking uh, orange juice or something like that. This is actually scotch. Yes, I see you. I see you. How are you? How's it going? The hair is looking good. The hair is feeling good, too, man. You are looking good. You're it's... looking all shaggy and everything. The head's looking all shaggy. Look like Han Solo in uh, episode one. There you go. Okay, well, that didn't take long to get us into that. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Well, not episode I, one. Episode four, I should say. Episode four. I've shaved. I, my hair is long. My hair is long, but I'm I, I'm freshly shaved and and excited to see you guys. It's always nice to check in with our with our friend group here and everyone listening. It's nice. I feel excited to be talking to all these fine people who are listening. Someone told me uh, on on one of the social media that that we've actually helped them lose weight because they are listening to the podcast as they jog or power walk whatever they're doing and that as they go longer they they they're increasing the distance they're going and and they said like i wanted to thank you guys because it gave me motivation i read that too that was that was pretty cool it made me feel good man i don't know about you but if we're entertaining you while you're working out right now 
that makes me so happy. I don't know about uh, Daniel and Joel, how that makes you guys feel. But for me, that's like one of those things like, if I can distract you to the point where you don't feel the pain anymore. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great feeling. You know, I think it's a great feeling. And if you haven't done that yet, you know, you can take your dog on a walk with us. We're willing to go with you. Take us, uh, <laughs> take us anywhere you go. You could take us in the <laughs> pool if you got the right headphones. <laughs> yes, that's true. Don't electrocute yourself on our behalf. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's nice. It was in all seriousness. It was nice to hear that we were sort of indirectly aspiring someone to uh, to take care of themselves and 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 do some cardio. I felt happy. I felt happy about that. It made me feel good yeah. too. It was also nice to see the love that Shay got on the show last week. Everybody loves Shay. How do you not love Shay? And he's just so smart and humble and kind. And I want to be real friends with Shay. I would love to when be the, real friends with Shay. When the pandemic's over, I would like to, like, you know, hang out with Shay. Maybe go to a restaurant, have a meal. It's wow. hard to make new guy friends um, when, you're, when you're our age, right? You just kind of have your friends. But I feel like Daniel and Joelle are our new friends. I didn't mean to specifically say guys. But I mean, you know, like, I run across someone like Shay, and I think, you know, I would be real friends with this person, but what do you do? You go on like a mandate, like, hey, let's let's go on a mandate and get a drink. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you, I don't know if it have to be called a mandate. It just could be called a date. Let's go out. Let's go and do something. I know, but don't you think it's a little weird to be like, hey, man, do you want to go on a mandate? If you came, it wouldn't be weird. Then it'd be a threesome mandate, and then. We're talking, and then we're talking. Yeah, then she could go down. Yeah, then it could happen. <laughs> I love it. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you that um, Florence's mother um, was kind enough to record her admonishing us for talking about our willies, and I've sent it to Dan, and any time that we saunter into talking about our penises too much, uh, you will hear something like, the following, which Dan will now play. Oh, for fuck's sake, just stop talking about your willies. Well, we got a problem because this episode, we talk, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sex in this episode. <laughs> and usually when you talk about sex, the first thing you talk about, at, at least me, is how my willy feels after or during or before sex. So Why is there a lot of sex? Isn't this my karma that we watched? Yeah, but there's a baby being born. Elliot oh, okay. Wants well, that's to... not sexual. A baby being born is not sexual. Elliot, Elliot, and uh, Nurse Flowers uh, do yes. the do finally, and we find out. Yeah. You know what? Let's. How about this? Five, six, it's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. want to just uh let's get this out of the way right away i want to get this this okay uh, you feel this. like you feel like you're sort of revved up you feel like you i feel like you you came you came to work today prepared you got a little pep in your step and you want to do this summary i want to do it now all right well let <laughs> daddy get out his timer get that timer daddy Oh, oh shit! That's the weirdest direction i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake no enough that's enough sorry deb Sorry, Deb. You ready? Okay. <laughs> yes, and go. Karma's a bitch. Ta-da! 
That's it. That is it. You just didn't fucking do your homework. Why don't you I be honest? Do, I did do my homework. It's just that there's nothing really to this. This episode, I don't know, man. This episode, the only thing that really is de- that we talk about in this episode is how karma is a bitch. How it comes around and bites you in the ass like a dog would. You know what I mean? Turk, JD, Cox, Jordan, and Kelso all learned this lesson in the episode, you know? And that's really all there is to it. Even in the summary, at the end of the episode, it's pretty much that. You have something you to know, say? You when, know, when I, when I was a child, my father would rate us how well we'd eaten off our dinner plate. And oh, he'd boy. go, and when he was mad and grumpy, he'd go, that's an F job. That is an F job. And I, I think I want to say to you right now, Donald, that is an F job. Well, you know what? I take that. That's an honor for me because it's something It's something that your dad used to say to you guys, and you know how much yeah. I love your dad, so bam. Yesterday was his birthday. Oh, man. How are you? I'm, you know, uh, sorry, uh, you couldn't. I'm about to say for those of you who don't know, but why would you know? Although I have spoken about my father dying. My father has passed away, but uh, uh, of course, uh, anyone who's lost a parent, uh, you sometimes look down at the calendar and go, oh my God, it's his birthday. And in fact, my calendar, he's still in my iCal thing, which puts up a reminder. And it came up yesterday. It was like, it's dad's birthday. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to say other than it, it, it stings a little. Yeah. He would love this. This would be his favorite thing in the world. My father was my biggest champion. Yeah. And as you can imagine, he loved Donald Faison. Oh, like, my God, like, uh, yeah. like the fourth son he never had. <laughs> and, I remember, um, and he would I, love this. He would love, he would love more than anything us sitting around uh, talking about scrubs because <laughs> he's, such, he's such my champion. He loved scrubs more than, more than anyone. I remember I, the, uh, one of the last times I saw your dad, uh, we were in Mexico, and he, <laughs> he, he uh, I sat down next to him. He said, okay, tell me everything. I just want to know. Tell me, what are you doing? Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. He was so, my father, you know, some people were like, so most people in our lives, I find, just, they go, hey, how's it going? They don't really want a long answer. They just want, oh, good, good. How are you? My father wanted the genuine long answer. He would, he would go, okay, Donald. Um, I saw you a year ago at Zach's birthday. Tell me everything that's happened since. <laughs> <laughs> and he would, he would genuinely he want to hear so, it. He was so genuinely interested in people, you know? Yeah, I love yeah, that quality yeah. about him. Yeah. Oh, man. He loved you, man. We, I loved him. He, he loved coming to the set and uh, he, he, everything I ever did, he came to. I did the, when I did the Broadway show, he came like 11 times. Uh, he, was, he loved it. I, I remember when you got nominated for the Emmy for the first year, and we mm. did that uh, thing in the bathroom where we were pretending to rob Tony Shalhoub of his Emmy, and your dad played the bathroom attendant. And we shot it at Scrubs right before you went to the ceremony, because I guess we knew that the chances of you winning aren't going to be big. The chances you of Tony Shalhoub- You can't beat Shalhoub. You right. can't beat Shalhoub. <laughs> Are you crazy? You think you're gonna beat Shaloub? It was either him. It was somebody. It was something like that. We either robbed him or it was Hugh Laurie or something like that. Or we and we took his cane or some shit like that. And then we ran out of the bathroom. I just remember. I remember. If anyone out there has that uh, thing, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Your dad mm. played the bathroom attendant in that episode, and I feel like yeah, that was one of the first times. That's my one of my first memories of your dad, actually. Uh, uh, I put my dad in um, in in Garden State, and I gave him a long monologue, and he kept messing it up, and <laughs> I felt so bad because he was so he you know like 
It, my dad was a used to do a community theater, um, or as you as they call it in uh, England, uh, amateur dramatics. But you know, he was he was always the lead in the local play. Come on in. Oh hi! Hey, look who it is. Do you want to give another uh, uh, cooking tip to Donald? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, she's gonna pour me some Sancerre <laughs> in my champagne flute. Hey, how Welcome you doing? Back. How's everyone doing? Everyone great. We're good over here. The pizza came out good, as you could see. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Did you like the oil? I loved the oil. The problem was, I'm. I got to figure out a way to fu fuse the garlic into the olive oil. I think maybe if I cook it, that'll help out. Well, also, what you could do is instead of chopping it, did you do the grater tip? No, I just I. I literally took olive oil and just dropped garlic into it. Right. Yeah, you know? no, no. So and then what covered be... it and shook it. No, I get you. So mm. what you're going to do is you have obviously one of those big graters with like all the different levels. Yeah. So if you go onto the thin slice rather than the what you do on Parmesan and uh -huh. you grate the garlic and put it in the oil and then mix it around, it will start kind of getting all good and juicy pretty much after 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Um, and that lasts actually for a week. So you could put that on your salads, on your garlic bread. Okay. So you'd be good with that. This has been another edition of <laughs> Flossie's Cooking Tip. <laughs> you look great. Oh, I was going to say, Donald. Yeah, give him another one. Put some... Okay, so your next pizza, you're going to get some goat's cheese, the one yeah. that's not wet, but it's like in the tube, like the white yeah. tube. Yeah. And you're going to do that, and you're going to do your pesto oil, and then you're also going to put some parma ham on it, and it will blow your mind. What is parma ham? That sounds delicious. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like um, I mean, do you have ham on? Like a, a Spanish cut Yeah, I'm ham? sure I could find it. I'm sure I could find it. Yeah. Like, strip that up, put that on your pizza with goat's cheese and some of your pesto and actually your garlic, and you'll have a fucking awesome pizza. I can't wait. Like, I made a, um, Shit, I made the sauce myself. Yeah. Did you? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, what I did was I took 10 tomatoes and I <gasps> put some garlic into the tomatoes and then I blended Ooh. it all up in a, um, is... in a, in a, in a blender, blender. And then I poured it over some heat in a pot. And then add some sugar and some salt and some vinegar. I did very little sugar, a lot of salt, a lot of vinegar. And that shit yeah. came out. Mwah. It was great. Naughty. Wow. Naughty. That yeah. sounds naughty. But this was all from what? <laughs> all of this came from watching you that day. Just like you are a I natural, know. yo. You, at, were, you were mesmerized. Yeah. I was. You are a natural at cooking. I watch yeah, your when you do the Instagram stuff and you're chopping stuff up and you're about to cook. Yeah. I watch that stuff too, Flo. Keep it coming, please. Keep it coming. As a matter right. of fact, right. okay, I'm, okay. I'm, all right. No, no, no. I was doing it in a, in a, a, a positive, all right. You were doing it in a quiet. Well, all right. this has been another edition of Flo's <laughs> cooking tips. Nice. All right. See, that. this podcast has something for everyone. Let's say you don't even like scrubs. Well, you just got some pizza cooking tips. <laughs> Listen, that's not all she can cook, though. She can cook so many things. You're a very lucky, lucky man. See, I am very lucky. Of course. It's idiotic. I have, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, I get it. Um, people who write on the internet, why the hell is she with him? I get it. I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing Listen, the, as, your best friend, as your best friend, you're, uh, you're a little.
little bit above your pay grade right now, dude. You're, I know, you're, you're, I know. You're, you're well, you don't have to join the people grade. on the internet, Donald. You're supposed <laughs> to be the. I really, I honestly thought that was going to go the other way. Donald was going to say, you know, as your best friend, she's lucky to have you too. And no, 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 like, no, 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 no. And instead, he's like, as your as you, as your best friend, yeah, you're hitting above your fucking pay grade right now. <laughs> but you'd say the same thing to me. You say that shit uh, to listen, me all the time it, about it, case. It makes. It makes absolutely no sense. I get it. Listen, I she was helping with an audition the other day. It was a voiceover audition. And um She got the part and, and you didn't. <laughs> no, listen, this is my joke. I, I'm positive that's what's gonna happen. It's an, I, listen, it's an animated character. I'm not gonna say anymore because it's super top secret, but it's I, I, I love doing animated voices and it was a it's for a huge thing. And I'm like, babe, I need you to read with me. And she's like, all right, but tell me about like my character. I'm like, well, don't don't worry about your character. You're you're off camera. You just, I mean, it wasn't being filmed. It was just audio. So it was like, normally if if you're doing it, for those of you who don't know, if an actor's doing a video audition, your friend who's reading with you is behind the camera. You never even see them. But with an audio audition, it was like we were kind of on the same playing field. So I was like, you know, trying to say in so many words, like, don't like upstage me with your fucking great acting. I, I, this audition is about me. Okay. Right. So your character yeah. can't be like, great. Right. Right. So she starts going like, so like, so she starts getting into character and all little by little, I'm like, she's going to get I'm the fucking part it. over me. They're going to be like, who was reading with him? Cause that was fine. I mean, Zach was fine, but whoever was reading with him was amazing. I think we all went out for the same part. Did you audition for Yes, that was it. You auditioned for that too? Yeah, who didn't, man? That shit is everywhere, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought that I was one of the... I, I, well, I understand why you, you, you should definitely read for that part. We can't give away too many specifics, but I could actually even imagine you being way better at it than me. I imagine... Because of, no, because no of certain way. specific... Well, because of certain specific aspects of the character that you would do well. Dude, you're perfect for it. And, and look, well, look, we're both... We both love. No, said. Well, you beep that, Dan. We're both blank fans. We're both. <laughs> Dude, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to break an NDA before I even get the part. <laughs> anyway, Donald, I just want you to know that you know the audition now. You know the scene, and F- Flo was reading the other part in the scene, and I'm sitting here as a director, being like, "Oh fuck, she's good at this." And I'm like, everyone's going to listen to this be asking about fucking her. Dude, I, I totally get it. All right, totally should we get, get in the it. episode, Donald? Let's get in the episode. These people came in Let's... for a Scrubs podcast. They didn't, they're getting pizza podcasts for free. They're getting Star Wars podcasts for free. But they tuned in for a Scrubs podcast, Donald. Okay, well, then let's start it off. Dude, I thought it was very funny that Nurse Roberts is at the diner with us. and I'm and... laughing at that, too. That, that Nurse Roberts has never socialized with us never, ever. <laughs> ever, ever. Why is she there? <laughs> because she's best friend. She, she's best friends with uh, Carla. But no, because first, I said I'd buy. No, I know, but that's what you said. You said, "Hey, it's on me. It's my treat." And then you're pissed off at her, and she's like, "You said it was my treat. You didn't say it's my treat except for the lobster." <laughs> yeah, and I go, and I go, and I go. I said no shellfish. <laughs> Why? First of all, why is Nurse Roberts ordering? Who? Who the fuck orders lobster at a diner? A diner. Like, come on, Nurse right. Roberts. <laughs> dude, I went to Nurse a diner. Roberts a was dude. like Nurse. Ro- Nurse Roberts was like free food. I'll have the lobster. But Nurse Roberts, we're at a diner. That's fine. Lobster, please. Lobster, please. <laughs> 
You go to a diner, you get a burger, you get the freaking pancakes, you get the French toast, you get the eggs and bacon. Those are, you can't go wrong. But when you start ordering like the shepherd's pie and stuff like that, just know that it wasn't made that day. I know. It wasn't made I'm at that moment. I'm always amazed. When, you know when you go to a diner or some place that has like a menu that's like 10 pages long and you're like, how the fuck do they make all this stuff? <laughs> Like Cheesecake Factory is one of those places. <laughs> it's like a novel. The menu is a is a light novel, a novella. And you're like, how could they possibly make all this stuff? And then there's always that person that like orders like the fish. And you're like, right. I wouldn't be <laughs> ordering the fish here. <laughs> oh, well, Cheesecake. how are the scallops at IHOP? Right. <laughs> Cheesecake's good. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, first of all, not only is Nurse Roberts there because she was going to get free food, but I'm sitting there with the woman I love is macking with her new boyfriend. And I, yeah. I wanted to ask you, do you think you could ever be out with your girlfriend's no. new ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend? I'm like, who does that? Dude, I've been very lucky in my life for that to never happen to me. Uh, I saw it happen to a buddy of mine and that shit. And I, and I saw how it fucked him up. I don't want to say his name, but you were there too. And we were out, and somebody was out with us, and his ex-girlfriend was there, and we were like, let's bring her over. And he was like, please, no, 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 don't you dare do it. He know, he knows who it is. But I've been lucky. Like, you've gone out and run into ex-girlfriends of mine with their new boyfriends uh, yeah, a couple that's of always times. So, that's always so awkward when it's like, hey, you, hey, you. <laughs> But I mean, I've never, I would never do what JD does in this. He he allows himself to go sit in a diner booth with the woman he still clearly has feelings for and her new guy, and they're like making out at the diner booth. That sounds like fucking hell. Yeah, and then he bests JD also in the freaking in the he gives a beautiful toast and the toast <laughs> and JD and JD wipes a tear away. <laughs> your father would say, "Yeah, right." Your father would have said to yours, "That's an F." That's an F. Yeah, <laughs> F job. F job. F. Well, speaking of my father, he was very into public displays of um, not affection in terms of physical affection in terms of. Uh, going around the table and all saying something nice. Like if it was someone's birthday, be like, let's all go around and, and say what we love about Donald. And and some people are like really shy when that happens. They're like, oh no. And I, and, but my father loved like, well, I'll start. Um, and, you know, he just yeah. loved going around the table yeah. all saying, you know, things about people. And uh, so, yeah, in this scene, JD uh, is so mad that, that uh, that that Ricky Schroeder's there, and he says something like, "I'm going to say something that only people that know Turk and Carla for a long time would really understand." But you guys rock, <laughs> you do, you do, <laughs> and that's the extent of the speech. Yeah, and then and then he he gets up, he get nurse nurse flowers gets up and gives like a beautiful speech, and and I just love how I I like surreptitiously <laughs> like swipe a tear. <laughs> And then, go, and then I go, I go, lame. <laughs> and, no, and then I go, and then I go, lame. And I go, this guy. Right. <laughs> like, what a, like, what an asshole. Great. I, you know, I, he's really good, uh, Ricky. Yeah, dude. He's freaking Rick Schroeder, dude. I mean, come on. Let's talk about golf, Donald, because at 214, you have quite a golf swing on the roof of the hospital. And this was before you had an interest in golf. 
Yeah, and, I wrote um, that down. The, my golf swing is actually it. pretty. Sh- no, my golf swing is pretty shitty in this uh, episode. It's bad, uh, and yours is yeah. too. But you know, uh, I you love. Tell golf me to now. Take, you tell me to take a running start, as you say. I wrote it down. You said a lot of the better pros take a running start. This is all. I think this is all from Happy Gilmore. Uh, I think all of the, our dialogue at this is from Happy Gilmore, and I'm doing the uh, Carl Weathers uh, dialogue from that movie when he's oh, telling. Really? Yeah, so Carl Weathers in Happy Gilmore is. I never Happy, saw Happy Gilmore. It's a movie. It's a golf movie about a guy who's down wow, on his Daniel, luck. Wow, needs- Daniel just looked really upset by that. Truth. <laughs> it's such. A, it's a funny. It's, I mean, a, like, it's, it's, a, it's a good. It's such a good. It's look, dude, Apatow. It's Apatow and uh, Adam Sandler. So a lot of people don't know this. I know this just by luck, just by luck. But Judd and Adam are best friends from like college or some shit like that. And when Adam was coming up, he would be like, dude, check out my stuff. And he'd be like, oh, let me fix this for you or let me help you out here. Like he does with all of his, all of his protege. He does that with Seth. He does it with Jason. He does it with all of them. You know what I mean? That's his... He's one of those cats that you go to that kind of helps you along the way. Yeah, and he Adam, mentors people. He's a he's a great mentor. And Adam and Judd have a relationship that spans all the way back from when Adam was on MTV, from what I understand. Now, this is all somebody telling me this story. And so when Adam's making all these movies back in the day, he would bounce all of his ideas off of his best friend, Judd Apatow. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, Judd, Adam, please feel free to call in the fake doctor's real friends and put me in my place. We could, we, <laughs> well, we, I don't, we, we would love it. Listen, you've said it and you've said it on the internet now. So I think that makes it true. There it is. Um, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Is, it all plays. They moved in. They were old roommates. Yeah. Wow. Now, yeah, Don, you were not into golf at all. And in fact, you say in this uh, episode, like, Damn it, you damn you, Tiger Woods. Why did I have to get into golf? Um, but we have right. clubs and everything. Like, we have the gear. Why are we so bad? That's, that's golf. That's how it is. That literally is how it is. Your first, I mean, unless you, you have to invest in yourself and in golf to get really good at it. There's no way that you can come into golf and just be a really good player. They, you know, it took me a year to break 100. And after I broke 100, people were like, you're now in the 10 percentile of golf players. And then from breaking 100 to breaking 90 to breaking 80 to all of these things, it just gets smaller and smaller. There are very few people that are scratch golfers in the world. What are you hitting these days? So my handicap right now is uh, 7.9. It was at one point. I got it all the way down to six point six, which was really cool. How are you on um, on on when they put sort of the obstacle things? Like if there's a windmill or a loop de loop, are you good at those? <laughs> I don't ever play that stuff anymore. When I was a kid, that was a great first date, but I don't ever go. So into you're that saying anymore. what you're telling me here, and this is probably a lot of this is new information for a lot of people listening, is that when you get into the, the bigger golf courses, there are no loop de loops or windmills. No, there are no there are there are no longer loopsy loops and windmills. How much that oh, sounds considerably well, less fun. 
Yeah. I yes. I mean, I used to love it when my when my when my ball would go in the hole, and then you'd go in the tube, and you'd be like, "Where's it gonna come out? Oh shit! Where's the tube go?" And then you'd be running down to look for where the tube came out, and then oh, you telling me you're removing the most fun element of golf from the game? There's no secret yeah. tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the last hole in mini golf, when you get like a free game if you get it in the right hole, I once did that. Yeah. And it was thrilling. Awesome. Bells went off. Did you keep score? Nice. Yeah, I don't remember what I got, but it, it was probably a 7.9, I think, is what I got. <laughs> actually, actually, I am recalling it was a 7.85. <laughs> By the way, you know what would be a good product for us to invent? would be a full, um, huggable plastic suit that you can put on to hug people during COVID. It's like the Michelin Man uh, outfit. It's got like inflatable aspects to it's it. Like, it's like Marty McFly and Doc Brown and Back to the Future when they got the freaking nuclear, uh, the, the, the hazmat suits on. We should yes. make fake doctor, real friends, hug hazmat, yes. hazmat suits for all of the yes. populace. And then we'll have to do idea. a little disclaimer that's like, we are not responsible if you get COVID from using this thing <laughs> and hugging people. Do you remember uh, when... Um, do you remember when Dan came over to drop off the Funko Pop? Um, and, and he was, he was hazmatted out? Yeah, he yeah was, that's he what was, we're going to wear. Dan, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Dan's a lot bigger than I thought he was. I thought Dan was going to be like 5'2". Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like 6'1", like diesel. Well, you've only seen, you've only seen Dan sitting. <laughs> Very true. Dan, look, Dan looked like he could fuck somebody up. Dan looked like he could right. fuck somebody up. When I saw him, I was like, oh, Dan. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, I'm honored by that. Should we take a break, Joel, or what? Dan what are we doing like here? the sweetest person. Probably. Good. Yeah, all right, we'll we're going right to take back. a break. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy, personally, for me, has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk about the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Let's get back into it. One of the Bill's favorite lines he always quoted was, do not say splotchy. Good splotchy, Dr. Splotchy. <laughs> when Ken I comes in with his Ken face all burnt. Yeah, I thought he was amazing in this episode. That is a this is a perfect example of a storyline in an episode that's the it's like the D storyline in the episode and it's so funny that you're you laugh at it the whole way through. From the beginning where he's talking about how the coffee sucks in the hospital and he has to go to the freaking uh coffee bucks across the street to get it to it's spilling on his face to Hi, Dr. Splotchy, that line, all the way to the shit that fucking Johnny says to him. Dark roast and fucking, like, all of those things. This was one of the funny, I remember this storyline from when we recorded it, from when we shot it back in the day. And I always thought, if you're ever on a show and you have the opportunity to have something this funny and that least amount of work, like, you know what I mean? Ken had to work maybe two days the whole episode, but his storyline is so funny and so good that it's memorable. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's a win, dude. Yeah, and everything, it's one of those things where it was the gift that kept on giving. Every time he showed up, there'd be another funny joke about it. 
Yeah. It was. And uh, what about this? My, my, how about my Seinfeld impersonation where I go, what's the deal with Q-tips? They're not Q's and they're not tips. I loved it. Like, I, I, know it I, know it's meant to, I know it's meant to be a horrible joke, but why couldn't the writers have come up with like an actual joke? Like, this is just like nothing. Like, you can, you know, <laughs> oh, wait, you can on. come up with a... With I'm, I'm confused. Are you trying to tell me that uh, Seinfeld isn't funny? No, I love Seinfeld. I'm saying that this joke... That's a fake Seinfeld joke. Doesn't even make any sense. What's the deal with Q-tips? I, they're not cues and they're not tips. There are great Seinfeld one-liners, like one of my favorites. If the black I box like- is the only thing that survives a plane crash, why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? It's great, great fucking joke, dude. Great, it's a great joke. joke. He has some of the best jokes that are, you know, it's like he took the simplicity of what it means to tell a joke and he does it so well he's one of the in my opinion i love jerry seinfeld i think he's one of the best comedians out there me too you know i'm just saying i didn't know why they just didn't come up with a real joke i guess it's supposed to be so not funny and then they cut to to the patient going right i love i love jerry seinfeld i think he's amazing i think jerry seinfeld like uh, when I was a kid, Bill Cosby himself was one of the dopest uh, 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 stand-up jump things that I had ever seen. And my parents would let me watch it because Bill Cosby didn't curse, right? And I feel like Jerry Seinfeld's one of those people that I can put my... You want to know how to... You want to learn the the algorithm of how to tell a joke and how to make it funny? I would play that documentary that he had back in the day. What was it? Comedian? Was that what it was called? where he starts off doing it's the anatomy of how he builds a set and it's mm-hmm. one of the greatest uh well i think that, that one was that's when he like went back and like said i'm gonna do all new material yeah i'm and gonna start doc, they did a they did a documentary that followed him and and other comics but um and chris it, rocks you know, in lot, it like a bunch yeah, of a lot of comics it. will always use some of their go-to jokes forever Whereas he was like, no, I'm going to throw out everything I've ever done and I'm going to start from scratch, which was, was, was pretty cool. I like that one, documentary. Yeah, it, it is called such Comedian. A good, yeah, what, such a great storyteller he is. And I took offense just now when you said they were trying to make a bad joke, like as if Seinfeld told bad jokes. He tells great jokes. Okay, well, I hope I didn't offend you, um, Donald, um, when I when I No, I took offense. I'm telling you right now, I took offense. I took offense. Okay. For him, for this New York native, for the dude whose show is based on the building I grew up in, I took offense. Okay. Do you watch um, Cars and Coffee with Comedians? I don't watch any of his work. I just took offense. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. I would like the record to reflect that Donald has never seen an episode of Seinfeld. He's never seen an episode of Drinking Coffee with Comedians in Cars. I have I have seen episodes of Seinfeld. I have seen several episodes of Seinfeld. I told I, someone the other night that you had only seen the finale of of uh, Breaking Bad. Of Breaking Bad, and they were like, they had to like sit down. They were so upset by this. They were like, <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> I did. I did. My wife was like, my wife binged the whole shit. She binged all of it, and I wouldn't watch any of it. She was like, you gotta watch this show. It's so good. And she was doing it so she could be on time for the finale uh-huh. for the last season. So she watched everything within like within like 
a six-month span, she watched every episode of Breaking Bad just so she could watch the last season, right? I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch any of it. I would walk into the room, and I would see shit, and I'd be like, that's overacting. Oh, my God, he's overacting. And I would clown. I would clown certain spots, knowing that, look, when you watch a show in in its entirety, there's a reason why certain things are done. But when you just see little specific, you know, moments in it, you're you're lost one and two, you don't get the you don't get what's going on, and so therefore you're very judgmental. I had a very bizarre... that last that being said, that last episode is one of the best things I've ever seen on television, and I've never watched one episode of Breaking Bad in my life. That now, last the, the disconnect episode, I, the disconnect I have in my brain, and I'm sure every person who has at least one ear listening to this is thinking then why would you not go back and watch the show many people think is one of the greatest of our lifetime? Because I saw the end. I know how it ends. It's a waste of time to go back and see all that shit. Oh, my God. All right, listen. I watched the finale of Breaking Bad at Kate Hudson's house. She had a a soiree where they were going to do a viewing party of the last episode. Now, in hindsight, I don't know why I went to this. If you love the show, you kind of just want to be like on your couch focusing. But I thought it sounded fun. Now, you know the guy who plays, uh, oh, Donald won't know, but you guys know the guy who played um, Hank, the bald cop, right? Wasn't his name Hank? I think Hank so. Schroeder. Hold on. Thank his you. neighbor. Yeah, we his look up what's, best act- friend. What, yes. what's that actor's name? Look at anyway, it. the point is Dean something. Played by Dean Norris. Yeah, Dean, ah, I was right. D- Dean Norris. All right, so Dean Norris is a wonderful actor. With his head shaved, he looks a lot like Bruce Willis. Um, if you've ever seen them next to each other, they could easily be brothers. So um, I get to Kate Hudson's house, and they've got TVs set up. You know, it's a party. There's there's multiple places within her house to watch the show. I, I want to pick a good location, so I find a good spot. And I look over, and then seated on the couch next to me, is Dean Norris, and sitting next to Dean Norris <laughs> is Bruce Willis. Stop. <laughs> and um, it, there's not much more to the story other than that was really weird because <laughs> they they didn't know Yo. each other. It was clear they didn't know each other, and they had just met. It was clear that they really, really look a lot alike. And then there we were watching <laughs> this elaborate finale with Dean Norris sitting right there. It was very trippy. I wish the story had more of a flourish ending. And then I wrestled them both to the ground and tickled them. Huh. Kate throws some dope parties, man. I've, I've, I've been to two parties at Kate Hudson's house, thanks to you. And yeah. both times I was like, holy shit, Leo's here? Best party of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny that you would bring up, of all actors, um, Leo. I, I wonder. <laughs> if- Are you surprised? <laughs> I just wonder that of all actors that are in the he Screen is- Actors Guild, you decided to bring up one <laughs> actor specifically. Well, you know, I I love Leonardo DiCaprio. It's just how it goes. He's one of the he's my favorite actor of my uh, generation. You know, and a lot of the fans are clamoring for uh, merch that says "I dock with Leo," and I think that's a great idea. Nah, we gotta get. If, I gotta. I'll call him and I'll, I'll if I could. 
I would call him and I'd get him to sign off on it. I know a lot of people, look, we used to be friends. We're not, we don't talk much anymore unless we see each other. But I would hit him up if I could and say, Leo, I want to put out a shirt or some merch that says, a mug, I, a mug, a mug that says, I would dock Leo. And yeah, I'd I'd uh, I'd wear a tank top that says I'd dock Leo. <laughs> For fuck's sake, just stop talking about your willies. All right, sorry, Jeb. Sorry. All right, let's 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 get back to the show. Who knew that Carla was scared of toilet snakes? Yes, Carla is afraid of a snake crawling out of the toilet. Have you seen? The video of the dude who went to the bathroom and had to jump off the fucking toilet because there was a snake coming out of it? No! Go on. You haven't seen this? No. Somewhere in Florida, of course. Of course, of course. There is a man who was sitting on the toilet and he jumped off the toilet because there is a snake literally coming out of the toilet, which means it's like a water moccasin or some shit like that. That could really mm-hmm. fucking do damage. Because, or, uh, I mean, I don't know any other serpents that fucking swim. Like, <laughs> I guess a, there's a, a, pie, a, a, a anaconda? An anaconda swims. But it didn't look like an anaconda. You're saying it came out of the toilet, like, up the dude, sewage? Up the sewage, and it's coming out of this dude's toilet. Look it wow. up. Look it up. I will. I mean, a little tickle, if it was just a little, like, little tongue lick, it might feel nice. <laughs> Just a little Who doesn't tickle. like a tongue lick? Oh but I'm thinking it's some type of poisonous serpent or some shit like that that will bite a, that'll bite you. How about Elliot calling herself four date read, which means she waits until the fourth date to have sex with everyone. She How says about that Elliot it's... admitting the fact that she's crazy? She says to Carla, Carla, you know that I'm crazy, right? And she goes, yeah. yeah. She goes, I'm having a hard time hiding it from Nurse Flowers. Yeah. Well, later in the episode, she has a really funny monologue uh, that she, she just did a great. It was written very well. It was funny, but she she just delivered it really funny about how fucking nuts she is. And then and then she's just just finally 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 she says to Rick Schroeder like, "You want to know? This is why I'm hiding." And he just lets all her fucking crazy loose, and it's really really funny. And then Rick Schroeder is like, "I'm so turned on right now." And then they go and like furiously make out. <laughs> that was funny. Do you know why he's so turned on? Why? Because crazy, because crazy is good. It gets old quick, but it's good in the beginning. If you can find yourself somebody crazy in the beginning, you're like, holy shit, we were doing so many crazy things. And then oh, you mean crazy old. sexually, or do you mean crazy, like a crazy person? You mean crazy I mean, in bed? I mean crazy sexually. So what happens is crazy person usually means crazy sexually. And so from crazy sexually, you're like, holy shit, look at all the things we're doing. But here's the thing. Crazy gets old real quick. Because at some point, you're like, yo, this person's fucking crazy. Yeah, but also, don't you worry sometimes if someone's too nuts in bed that they're, you're a little like, Jesus, they've got 10,000 hours. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? They're with you at that moment. Who hmm. cares? Who cares? Dude, who the fuck cares what happened before you and what's going to happen after you? This was something I was hung up on for so long. Oh, my God, she's too experienced. Or, oh, my God, she's not experienced enough. Fuck that shit. When you're with someone, you're with someone. And that's your moment together. What happens before and after is irrelevant, dude. It has nothing to do with you. So why worry about it? 
All right. Well, I think that's good advice for people. I'm sure there's other people out there who's crossed their mind when their partner all of a sudden is doing some position that not even the Kama Sutra had had time to draw. Um, but they're like, then where did this come from? That's your own hangup. Honest to goodness, that's your own hangup. If what I do is too advanced for you and you're not having a good time, then you know what? We shouldn't be together and vice versa. Your love, doing- your love might be too much for me. It might be like a double black diamond sex and mm-hmm. I'm just ready for, for blue square. <laughs> is there such thing as a blue square? Is that, is that, yeah, is that it goes the- green. It goes green circle, blue square, black diamond, double black diamond. Got it. And I, I, I'm just saying, you know, you might be a, a blue square, um, s- person in bed and then all of a sudden you're in bed with a double black diamond person you're like oh shit this is scary these moguls are hard uh, <laughs> i don't know how to keep this metaphor you ain't going, gonna die get listen yeah, did, did someone die as long as you don't die it's all good right if you survive a double black diamond you're like i'm gonna do that double black diamond again right as <laughs> long you as you don't die survived right as yeah. long as you survive <laughs> donald why do golf clubs need socks? I've been dying to know this my whole life. Why do you have to put little booties on them? Are they they get cold? <laughs> no, it's just that dents and things like that happen to clubs, and scratches happen to clubs, and you know it's all about what you see when you look down at the ball and the club. So if there's a dent or a scratch on your club, it might throw your alignment off. It might. Uh, these are. This is honest. Like I, when I first started playing golf, I didn't understand why all these people had socks on their clubs. But it's actually to keep the shit looking uh, so much. Uh, you're used to a certain picture when you're playing golf, and you're looking down at a golf ball and your driver or your three wood or your hybrid club. You're you're used to a certain picture. If there's a scratch on it, that might throw off your swing. If there's uh, a dent in it that might throw off your swing. So it's important to take care of your clubs. I when, I first, when I first started playing golf, I was like, that's bullshit, until, you, until it happens to you, and then you're like, oh, 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 okay, I get it now. But Donald, excuse me for not knowing if this is true, but it seems to me only certain clubs get little dinky cozy socks. Not all the clubs get them. Right, because there are certain, like your irons usually can handle clinking against each other. Your right. woods, your one wood, your, your one wood. Well, that's more like a driver. Your one wood is a driver, but like your drivers and your woods, if they get a dent on them, they're not as effective as they would be if they were in good condition. So you want to keep those in pristine shape. You want to keep all of your clubs. If if you paid a thousand, like them things ain't cheap. Like usually you pay like a thousand dollars for clubs, upward of a thousand dollars for clubs, and so you want to maintain that investment you want to you want to keep for that all investment. of your clubs or one club for all of your clubs so like you go oh, from okay. putter putter to driver you're spending upwards of a thousand dollars usually there are some okay. people there are some manufacturers that make clubs that are like i'm 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 very lucky i i am down with pxg and that's like the ultimate club in golf <laughs> if, in my opinion uh they are the dopest of the dopest and because of that you damn right i i protect that shit i protect my driver i protect my three wood i protect my hybrids 
I protect that. You know, Donald, or you might want to change where you're playing because where I play, they give you a, a club and you don't have to take care of it. You just pick one that's the right size for you. And you, you, you right, just but play you the also whole play course. where they got windmills. You, you also play yeah. where they got windmills and freaking. Yeah. There's uh, no extra charge clouds. for the windmill. <laughs> There's no extra charge for the windmill. <laughs> and there are snacks. Right, but well, there's snacks. There's right. snacks at real golf courses. We got to go. We got to go to break. Let's go to break. Let's go to break. We gotta. We gotta be right back after this break. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only six hundred thirty-nine dollars. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. 
By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we're back! Hi there. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. We have Nicholas Solis! <laughs> Hi, Nicholas. Hey, how are you doing? How are you? We're Good wonderful. to see you, sir. Welcome. I am loving your COVID beard and hair. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's getting longer and longer. The beard I have to keep. My wife said she'll leave me if I ever get rid of it. So yeah. you oh. you must you must look like a baby without it. I do. I yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm you know I'm nervous. I'm so sorry. I'm don't nervous. be nervous. Don't, don't be nervous. nervous. This is you're just Why sitting you around sleep? talking with a with a couple friends. They got Joelle and Daniel here. That's Donald. Why are, are you sleep deprived? <laughs> what is going on? And do uh, you what's have going on? Are are those well, action I'm, figures in your background or no? Yeah, some of them are. There's Godzilla and there's a dog. I got them on some, some travels. And then there's just a bunch of mess. My wife and I are both teachers. So this is our teacher shelves. Wow. We're teaching from home. And so we have to switch in and out uh, to, to teach right now because we're all doing virtual. I'll show you the reason I'm sleep deprived. Let's see if he's still awake. Oh, oh, here comes a baby, y'all. It's going to be a baby, y'all. It's going to be a baby, y'all. Or a puppy. It better be a baby. It better not. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Morgan and the baby. <laughs> you guys are the most precious baby angel. Hello, oh my cutie. Oh my god. He's gosh. so cute. He's Liam. <laughs> he's uh yeah, he's our angel. He's a little going back on sleep regression right now, so we're trying to see if we can get him back to sleep at some point. So he's been staying up a lot of nights and stuff. And so oh, well, congratulations. That's very exciting. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's just been an exciting week overall. So I'm super happy. Uh, can I do one thing right now? Anything right. you want. Yes. Well, he knocked over the oh chair, God, first of all. Oh, Jesus. Are you okay? He fell over. Are you okay, dude? Nicholas may or may not be No happy. one can see me. I Nicholas, <laughs> don't die, dude. Don't die, dude. I told you I was nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. Okay. You guys know how you do oh! the whiteboard. And then I wrote, the day after that, I wrote, one, ask a question on Fake Doctor's Real Friend. And it oh happened. My God. And it Thunder's happened. Applause. Thunderous applause, Dan. Turn your key down. Turn your key. Turn your key. Turn your key. I turned my key. I turned my key. Oh. Nicholas has held up a whiteboard and it says goals at the top because we did a segment talking about whiteboards and, and writing down your goals. And the very first thing on his goal list is ask a question on Fake Doctors Real Friends and it is beautifully and then, crossed out. And then after that, it's win a dance battle. Dude. Yep. <laughs> We can make that happen today too. Yeah. 
but you I better know how to line. dance. You, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's done. It's done. I'm not going to win that one right now. Well, I'm really, I'm really happy yeah. for you, man. And and we, you know, we joke around 99 percent of the time here, but I'm really believe in this stuff. I really believe in in writing your goals down and manifesting things and looking at it every single day. And I've seen a handful of people out there who've who sent me sort of jokey, or maybe they're not joking, screenshots of the whiteboard they got. And uh, and I'm I'm really I really am a big fan of it. I think that there's you, you know looking at something every day, even if it's going in your brain subconsciously and going. God, what have I done today to further that goal? I, I think that that's it's very, very effective. So I listen, Nicholas, you're 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 walking proof. It works. Here you are on on the show. I know it's so it's so exciting. Yeah, I totally believe it. I tell my students that I I try to like I try to put a lot of positivity in the world, and I try to do positive stuff. And so I just also try to think positive thoughts. So I'm like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I'm going to keep on trying. And so. I, yeah, I, I've sent Joel a few emails, and this is the one that got picked. So I was like, "Hey, it worked! It worked!" So I'm super well, excited. Good, good. Right on, Raul. You right made our, you made me happy. You made me happy. I just the fact that we can make a minuscule difference in your life uh, in any way makes us happy. I right, wait. Hold up. I have a random question for Nicholas. Yeah. Have you ever watched Eight Is Enough? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but I've seen it. Do you remember Nicholas from Eight Is Enough? Yeah, yeah the, he was so cute. He's the cute, yeah. What yeah, he the was bowl like haircut. the bowl haircut. He was like Joey uh, Lawrence. Joey Lawrence was Joey and everything. I feel like Nicholas was Nicholas and everything. This is just a non sequitur moment. A non sequitur moment for me. Yeah, but Joey Lawrence really always played Joey, and I always wondered why. Does he have it in his contract that the character is going to be named Joey? The guy never played anyone not named Joey. Apparently, Tony he did that too. Tony was always Tony in almost every show that he ever did. Even on Taxi? Yeah, Taxi. Then it was Tony uh, uh, in Who's the Boss? And then he was Tony. He just came out with another Netflix show a little while ago. He was always Tony in every show. All right, Nicholas, do you have a question for uh, for any of us? It could be uh, about any topic in the world. I, I have a question, and then I also have a fix-it uh, for your fix. Yes, good, Don't worry. Good, good. We're, we're excited to fix your life. We're going to fix good, your we're life. Gonna fi- we can fix anything. You got we, a new we, baby, we, a beautiful this, wife. We're going to uh, fix your life. This this new segment, um, a lot of new segments hitting the show, Donald. There's uh, there's uh, But, but fix-it, I think, is the world's favorite. Everyone is clamoring about all the fixing we're doing. They want me to fix their life, and they want you to fix yes. their life. Well, we're going to do it. All right, Nicholas, question first. Go ahead. Okay. Question first, and this is one that I that was really hit home. I was trying to think of a lot of shows before y'all that had like two male characters that were very open with their emotions uh, and so loving. And I remember, like, I had a roommate. We lived together forever. We like that was what we did. We were just very open and loving. I remember we there wasn't this like toxic masculinity where you had to be you know rah 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 all the time. And it was just like I really thought like Scrubs spoke to me. And I think the more I watched it, the more seeing y'all's friendship, it was. For me, it was a way to just kind of be like, oh, I can be open with my feelings and I can say I love you. And even now, like as you know, growing up and raising my son, that's something I want too. I want this openness. And I don't like you guys have talked about it a lot, but even in the first season, it was very there was very a lot more openness, even before y'all had built a lot of chemistry and stuff outside of the of the show. So I didn't know like, did Bill bring that in or did he just build off because y'all just instantly connected? Like, how did that happen? I don't know how that happened. That's a good question because I think it was both of us. Two things happening simultaneously. It was my and Donald's friendship 
really growing and becoming really true best friends in real life. And then we were so like that, that I think that he started to lean it even more in that direction. Um, like it was, I feel I, like it was, I feel like it was always JD and Turk were always meant to be the, the relationship that every guy wishes they could have with uh, another male. Uh, you know, you, they, 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 but Zach and I, we became that relationship and then it was like, well, then I know, let's go even further with it. You know what I mean? I don't know how to, I don't know how that happened. That's a, that's a, that's a great question because it started off that way and then we just, we just ate it up and took it to the next level, I guess. Yeah. I don't think if you look at the pilot, there's not a whole lot of like commentary on masculinity i mean my character's a little nerdy but it's more about like about me and donald being best bros and there's stuff about like race there's stuff about like hey if there's a rap song and the n-words in there am i allowed to sing it and he's like no and i'm like okay good i needed to know that thank you very much so there's i think bill wanted to like talk about two close friends who were who um who were best buds and and, and race barely even came into the equation but i think the sort of commentary we started doing on on what is traditional masculinity um sort of developed over time with 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 me and donald's relationship i really liked it i mean it was very freeing i guess and i couldn't think of any other show before y'all's that had that type of relationship it was like you know you, you think of all these ones and it's just two dudes hanging out drinking beer stuff along those lines but this was this felt very like an authentic friendship and i, I mean it was but it was just it was very i really enjoyed that so thank you for that Nicholas, I agree, I agree with you on that because on television you don't see it, but in real life, that is how guys are. You know what I mean? I remember my best friend in high school. He's also an actor now. My best friend in high school was Dash Myhawk, right? Him and uh, this other kid, Kevin Jordan. But Dash Myhawk, who is now on Ray Donovan and has been in several movies and stuff like that, he and I were best friends in high school. And... We both moved to Los Angeles at the same time, and uh, I remember one time seeing him and his roommate, who just happened to be Josh Hopkins, who was on one of Bill's shows. Cougar and Town. I yeah, Cougar Town. And I saw them act the way Zach and I act towards each other. And it was like, oh, Zach and I aren't, you know, we're not, obviously we're one of a kind because we're who we are, but... This relationship is out there. There are plenty of people out there that are like Turk and JD, that are like Zach and Donald. Now, I hate to talk about myself in the third person. I apologize for that. But I love it. But there are a bunch of people out there that are like that. It's just not portrayed on television uh, in the positive way that Zach and I were able to portray Turk and JD. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so but I really like, but I really like that you said that that's going to. Um, I don't mean to imply that it was from watching us, but the way you said, talked about wanting to raise your son, you know, not programming uh, him to be filled with the same bullshit that a lot of us were were were, were programmed, were programmed we with, were right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the same. Like I, I didn't drink beer till I was twenty six. I was always drinking apple teenies, and I was drinking, you know, these, and like everybody gave me a hard time for it. But I was like, well, that's doing it. Like I can do it. Too. Like it just, it was very freeing, and I loved it. And I was just. I don't know. I really did appreciate that, especially growing up, because it meant I could be more open with the people around me and stuff. And now, you know, you're older That's and you're set in your ways. And you're like, 
yeah, this is just who I am. I'm okay. But when you're younger, it's kind of hard to to be as open as as I think well, a lot yeah, of people want to be. Yeah, because you're judged. You're judged, and and other people's judgment has an effect on you, which it shouldn't. You know what I mean? Uh, and when you become a when you become an adult, and you realize that you know everybody else is dealing with their own shit, and you need to deal with your own. Who gives a fuck what everybody thinks about it? Really, it, it really warms my heart, though. I got to tell you, when you say something like that, that the show in some way inspired you to be more who you truly are, whatever that is. I mean, I think that's what we're all striving for is is to be in relationships that allow us to be who we truly are. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just at the time making a comedy, but then we did kind of tiptoe into something cultural about masculinity and, and, and talking about what is acceptable in, in, in our society. And this was 20 years ago, as we all know, we're still battling a lot of these issues, uh, you know, in 2020. That's crazy. All right, right now, how, how can we fix your life? Uh, Cause that's what we're really good at. We're, our, our, we're, that's where our specialty is. Nicholas, I'm going to fix your life right now. Well, you're the one number five, for, so number five, it says sleep more. Uh, baby boy is going through a sleep regression right now. And yeah. I wanted to know if Donald, you have so many children. I was wondering as, do you have 47. any tips on like methods for sleep training and how to get him to sleep more at night? Okay. First of all, how old is your kid? He's three months, three and a half. He's about to be four. And the books say that this is about the time when you start doing it. Right. So you're trying to sleep train right now, right? Yeah. I think we're going to start this weekend because he's been staying up most nights for these last few nights. So when the baby starts crying, you kind of have to ignore it. And let, it, it, it is very heartbreaking. But you kind of have to ignore it and trust that the baby will put himself back to sleep. How and long soothe do you have himself. to wait while the baby's screaming? I mean, that must be really well, hard for people. You, you know when there's a problem. You know what I mean? You know if there if it's here's the thing, you have a healthy baby, right? Am I correct in saying that? Correct. So you know when there is a problem. Right now, it's just like every kid out there in the world, at a very young age, you're being tested to see if you will jump when called for. I promise mm. you what I'm I promise you what I'm telling you is true, dude. Listen, we were we were very lucky and we hired a night nurse and all of that stuff and then and and the night nurse explained to us the whole situation too. It really is you being able to say I know you're crying. I know you want me right now. Sort this out for yourself. You know, and you know, if your baby's crying for over an hour, then yes, obviously run into the room. 45 minutes, obviously run into the room and see what's going on but most likely it's not going to last for more than 15 to 20 minutes and then they're going to go back to sleep all right we'll give it a shot all right nicholas do you think we've fixed your life uh yeah we're gonna see we're thunderous gonna applause see thunderous applause dan thunderous applause i think we did it I nicholas did it. nicholas it doesn't happen it doesn't happen overnight it's going to take some time i'm no, just gonna no, say we that. fixed his life donald stop fucking up the segment it fucking worked Okay. You're welcome. You're wel <laughs> Nicholas, you're welcome. Nicholas, you're welcome. you're welcome. Thank you guys so much for fixing my life. And <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> Good luck with the baby, Nicholas. Good luck. Bye, buddy. I'm sorry. Bye. sorry I fell out of my chair. Bye, no, guys. you're amazing. <laughs> Best thing I'll ever. always remember Nicholas. it. I'll always remember it.
Nicholas should put on that whiteboard, Funny. learn not to fall out of chair. What a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Balance. Speaking of babies, JD fights a demon baby in this episode. That was funny when he fights the demon baby, huh? Not only was it I a mean, demon baby, it was a demon baby doll. Because the baby didn't move. And it looks like you're no, holding the No, it was baby so bad. It but it was, that's what, I think the badness of it made it even funnier. That I'm like running. I'm like, <laughs> and then I fall out of frame with it. Oh my God, I, I had a field day with that, that fake baby. Hey, guess what? This is the very first that episode where the janitor meets Turk. I was, I was about to say that Turk and the janitor finally meet for the first time. And the janitor says to Turk, I don't care. He's like, what, what's your name? He's like, oh, I am Turk. Who are, you? who are you? By the way, you're so excited to meet him. I mean, JD must have told you about this janitor. And you're like, I'm Dr. T-. You've got like a smile on your face. Like, Dr. Turk. He's like, I don't care. Now, I but noticed also, Donald, also, he's doing the- when he's doing the but, 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 with the fist and he punches me and I laugh when he go when I, yeah, yeah, I laugh the whole time. You can see, if you go back and watch, you guys, you can see that Donald is fucking holding in his laughter at that. He, you thought Neil was hilarious in that moment. Well, and then what about, this was my what first time working with Neil on a show. Yeah. That scene in the office with, uh, with Ted, the lawyer, our Sam Lloyd is hilarious. Uh, I really laughed out loud at that. Very funny. We go in and we tell him, hey, um, we go in and we say, he goes, hey, fellas, uh, always nice to have some visitors. What's the dealio? And we're like, uh, hey, uh, Ted, if if two doctors were hitting golf balls off the roof and they caused the car accident and now the guy's in the ICU, would, would that be a big problem? And there's like a long pause and he's just frozen. And we go, Ted? And he goes, hey, Ted, fellas, okay? always nice to have visitors. What's the dealio? Like, he just totally, <laughs> he, to- he totally went into like a dark hole. <laughs> and then I laughed when you put out your fist that he, he you put out your fist to fist bump him and then he slaps it like a like he's slapping you five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I dude, it's always great to watch him at the end of the episode when he's on the roof with the Todd and he's hitting golf balls off the roof. He's like, I wonder I just can't believe I where did I get the idea to hit golf balls off the roof? And Todd's like, Yeah, man, hey, do you mind if I strip down to the banana hammock? Yeah. And he <laughs> looks back at him and he's like, oh, God. And he's about Why? to hit the golf ball. <laughs> Why is Todd, is Todd sunbathing? Why does he feel the need to get into the fucking fire-covered banana hammock at this moment? This isn't the traditional fire. This isn't the traditional one either. This is like a, this is one, though, it's a little different. It doesn't look the same. It's not as flammable. It had flames on it. But it had but not a, <laughs> But it wasn't as flame on as the as the real Todd one. As you're like saying, the, the fire the fire is burning lower on his uh, on his banana hammock. On his on his banana hammock in this episode. That's a good okay. thing. We should bring Todd in right now. Todd. Yeah. Hey, uh, Todd. let's ask Rob. Here's a great Rob. great moment to ask Todd Rob. Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Todd Talk. Rob, the Todd has had several banana hammocks. What was the most comfortable for you? And is it is it us or if you don't mind referencing the one in uh, that you wear at the end of uh, my karma? Why does that banana hammock feel slightly different from some of your other more notorious banana hammocks? And feel free not to write this uh, in, in a long prepared paragraph, or feel free to write this in a long prepared paragraph. <laughs> whatever, whatever you prefer. Whatever you want. Dogs. Comfortable. The Todd hammock's up for the people. Comfort is of no importance. Now, after season two, episode one, with the premiere of the banana hammock in Mirror Todd, it made a big impression. 
There's a lot of talk, a lot of scuttlebutt, and I think they wanted to tone it down, tamp it down, tape it down, but you can't keep the big dog down. In this episode, Mike Calmer, that was no banana hammock. It was a Speedo. I should swim the 100-meter freestyle in the Olympics in that thing. Never again, five. And please, if you're listening to this, uh, hire Rob uh, on Cameo. You can you can send your your scrubs friends messages from the Todd. He just had a birthday, guys. He just had a birthday. He turned. I know. I put him on my I mean, my Insta. Fifty three, I think. I think I think it 53? was fifty three or fifty fifty three or fifty four. One or the other. Yeah, uh, he looks good. Look, he looks real good, man. I'm telling you. That when we when we were doing the show, he would always joke that he was much older than us, uh, and he was. <laughs> he really was. Yeah, but he looks good. He's got he's got nice skin. Great um, skin. You know, the episode really is about. I felt at the end was about vulnerability, about putting yourself out there, uh, being afraid of how you're going to be judged. Several characters are are afraid of being vulnerable, and I just thought that, that was. Um, another theme that, that crept up for me. I just wrote, I wrote down vulnerability in relationships and, and how uh, we're all wearing this, this armor to protect our hearts. Um, but the characters in this episode are going out of their way to, to, to put themselves out there and, and be brave. I wish I would have thought of that when I was doing the recap of the show. Hmm. Well, your recap uh, was so thorough. It was so incredibly thorough. I, I don't know where you would have had time in the 30 seconds to do that. <laughs> Um, all right, everybody. That's our show. Donald, anything else you want to tell the people? Yes, I do want to tell all the frontline workers still to this at this moment right now, we still want to shout you out and give you all the love we possibly can. And I don't just mean the frontline workers in the hospitals. I mean the frontline workers that work at supermarkets, that work at uh, testing sites, the frontline workers that are out there, the essential job people that are out there in the streets right now, you are living uh, a life that a lot of people are uh, afraid to live. And I respect you and I support you uh, from my closet right now uh, because I am afraid to do those things. So that being said, God bless you and uh, I support you 100%. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about the show because you might be loving the show, but you're not telling all your friends. Why are you? Why aren't you saying, "Dear so and so"? Again, you'll put your friend's name there unless their name is so and so. Why? Why aren't you listening to the podcast? It's getting more bad shit every week. You got to check this thing out. Uh, rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Uh, follow Joelle and Daniel on Twitter. We love you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story that we all should know. So gather around to hear our gather around to hear our scrubs rewatch show with Zach and Dono. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.